Hey everybody, it's Suzanne Orlando, your Anxiety Alchemist, here with another episode on the Redefine Your Purposes podcast. This is episode number four. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you guys about a huge, huge, um, a very big topic that often comes up in all of our lives, whether we realize it or not, certainly has been a really big area in my life where I had to work through and grow. And I'd say probably the majority of my clients, we focus on this pretty early on when we work together. And that's the idea of process versus outcome. Now look, growing up in a society that we're in, it's no, it's, it's no question at all that we are an outcome-driven society. We want results very quickly, and we're looking, to, we're looking for the end result and the bottom line. And that's most of us, whether it's something that was in, reinforced intentionally or unintentionally in our lives. That's really what we've come to know. I mean, think about everything, right? Think about everything that we contend with and how quickly we just want results. We want the next thing. We want to get to where we want to get. And the problem with this is that we're so focused on the results that we don't engage and embrace and learn from the process, which is where all the magic actually does happen. Everything unfolds in the process that we take. And guess what? It's not always freaking pretty. The process and everything that we work through along the way to get the results that we want It's a freaking journey, guys. Let's be honest, right? There's so many times along the way when we start something new or start something that we know we have to do or start something that we really want to do where we come up against so many obstacles, so many barriers where we just want to give up. You know, one of my favorite sayings, and I have a little plaque hanging in my private practice office, it says, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? And I want you to think about that for a minute. Really think about that. And you know, I'm a big pen and paper person at this point. So if you're in a place where you can write it down, I want you to write down what you would do if you knew you couldn't fail. What came up for you guys? I know when I ask my clients this, whether it's in my private practice or whether it's in my online program, they come up with a couple of different things. And then we talk about it and we dissect it. So I want you to take a look at or think if you didn't have a chance to write it down. What is it that came to mind when I asked you what you knew you could do if you could not fail? I'll give you an example of something that I come up with. It's something that I've not done in my life and don't know if I'm going to get to it in my life, if I'm being completely honest. But if I knew that I could slap on a pair of roller skates and join a freaking roller derby team, and be kick at a kick ass. Um, I can't think of the name of it, but the one that wears the star in their helmet. If I could be that person, I would do it in thirty seconds. Not even. I would do it in like you couldn't. You couldn't. I couldn't find fa- skates fast enough, and I couldn't find a roller derby team fast enough. If I knew that the second I put on those skates, I would just be a freaking kick ass roller derby chick. I would do that in a heartbeat. That's what I would do if I couldn't fail. But guess what? There is so much value and beauty in the process that we tend to avoid. How, how often do we avoid the process, right? It's too hard. I don't have enough time. I don't think I could do it. What if people judge me? What if, um, what if I'm not good at it? What if it's something that I had my heart in and thought I'd love to do, but then I start to do it and it's like not something that I ever want to do, right? So we, we, I've talked about this before in, in a previous episode where we tend to talk ourselves out of things because we imagine that the process is going to be the most difficult part. And guess what, guys? Newsflash. 
gosh, it is the most difficult part. The process is what's so freaking hard. And that's what people tend to lose sight of. People want to do stuff that they don't fail at. People want to say, yes, if I could do this without failing, I would do it in a heartbeat. But guess what? The value and the learning and why we become really good at what we do comes from those moments where we aren't successful or we fail. So I was in the shower this morning and who else, who else gets all their ideas when they're in the shower, right? Things just come to you. I don't know what it is, but there's something, there's, there's a magical process about being in the shower and creating. At least for me, there is. So when I was in the shower this morning, I was thinking about this idea of process versus outcome. Again, something that I'm always, always talking with clients about, something that I've had to work through myself and continue to work through myself. And I started thinking about cake. Now, maybe because I'm haven't eaten any any really good cake in a long time and I'm a, I'm a huge cake person I love it but I started thinking about cake and honestly I have at least two friends who I, th- I think are phenomenal bakers and really have perfected their craft of baking not something they do for a living something they do for fun and I just enjoy watching their journey and as I was thinking about that I thought of all the cakes <laughs> all the cakes in my life let's <laughs> that um, I've had. And oftentimes think about this, because I think this is highly relatable. How often do you see a gorgeous cake, whether you're at a big event, whether you're at a bakery, whether you're scrolling online, and you see like a perfectly decorated, gorgeous cake, and you're like, holy shit, that's got to be the most delicious cake in the world. And then how often, just say you're at an event, right? You see this beautifully decorated cake, this gorgeous cake, and you get a piece of it. And you go to bite into it and it's just okay. And you're like, "Ah," like the air comes out of your balloon. You're like, all right, the cake looked really good, but it doesn't really taste as good as it looks. And you kind of get disappointed after that, right? And then how many times have you eaten a cake that, you know, nothing fancy, nothing fancy decoratively, but you take a bite of it and it's the most delicious, decadent, mouthwatering piece of confectionery creation that you've ever eaten in your life, right? What do you think sets cake? And I know we've, we've transitioned from process versus outcome to cake here, but there's a reason. Always a method behind my madness. What do you think it is that makes a cake really good? Is it the way it looks on the outside? Or is, is it how it tastes? And you know, obviously, this is, this is an obvious answer here. It's, it's how it tastes. But what do you think the baker and the decorator, and if they're the same person, what do you think they have to endure to be able to create that, to create the perfect cake, to create the most delicious cake that people have ever eaten? Because honestly, that's what people, that's what people remember the most. They remember the, the way that it tasted, right? So they have to go through a process. Bakers have to go through a process. They have to perfect their craft. They have to know the right amount of ingredients, how much to add, how little to add, the combination of everything, um, and how to, how to put it all together. How, how, how high do they have to turn the heat up in the oven? How long do they have to bake the cake? When do they take the cake out? When they take the cake out, how, do they let it, how much do they let it sit? You know what I'm saying? You know where I'm going with this. And then they have to find the perfect icing to match with the cake, the perfect texture of the icing, the list goes on. But the process that the baker goes through is the most important piece of it. You could decorate a piece of cardboard to look beautiful, but obviously 
it's not going, a piece of cardboard is not going to taste the same as a cake that's been perfected through process. And that's exactly the whole point of this podcast, right? Think about whatever it is that you want to do in your life right now. I think as human beings, we're always looking for the next thing. It's not because we're not satisfied in our life where we are right now, but maybe there are things in the back of your mind that you wanted to get into or want to get into. Maybe there's a hobby that you want to pick up. Maybe there's a an activity that you want to start. Maybe there's a business you want to start. Maybe you just want to start digging deeper and really starting to face and you know, face and work through all of the things that you recognize are holding you back. But what's scary about that? Why don't we just start doing that stuff? Because we understand that it's a process that's going to take time. If we could just fast forward to the outcome, like if freaking Doc Brown came with the DeLorean from Back to the Future and was like, get in, I'm taking you to your outcome, and you don't have to worry about working through your process. How many of us would jump in that DeLorean without even giving it a second thought and go? with Doc Brown. I know that I would. And I know that most of us probably would too, because that's easier. It's easier to do that than it is to work through a process. So a lot of times we put off what feels important to us, what we want to do most, because we don't want to work through the trials and the tribulations of going through the process that's going to be difficult at times, probably more difficult than it is easy. But what happens when we do work through that process? Now, I want you to do another thought process here. I want you to think about something in your life, and it doesn't matter how recent it was, if it was a long time ago, because we all have these things. I want you to think about something that you do now that you could do like you breathe. You don't even have to think about doing it. But when you first started to do this thing, it took you a long time to get to the point where you are now. So a really good example I like to use is learning how to swim. I think most of us who have been swimming for the majority of our lives, if you if you wanted to go swimming and jump in a pool, it would be like breathing. You don't even have to think about what you're doing because it comes so what feels like naturally to you, even though there was a quite a big of big process to be able to get to the swimmer that you are now. And I'm not talking about Olympic swimming. I'm talking about like just swimming in general, right? Think about if you can remember or if you if you have children and have watched them go through swimming lessons and learn, think about the process of learning how to swim. You know, we all want to be able to jump in the pool and swim like fish, but there's a process. We can't just do that. We have to learn the breathing. We have to learn the strokes. We have to learn how to kick while we move our arms, while we do our strokes, while we breathe. We have to learn all of these coordinated activities that don't come easy all of the time. And what else happens a lot of the time? Yes, there are some people who have no fear and are are fearless when it comes to swimming, but I would say most people have some kind of a fear. They don't know if they can hold themselves up. They don't know if they can trust themselves. They don't have the confidence. They feel like they might drown. They feel like they might lose their breath. They succumb to the, the, they, they become afraid, right? They're not confident. But what happens when you get in the pool, when you have your swim lessons, when you have consistent swim lessons, every single time you do something in that pool that you weren't able to do the day before or the week before, you gain that confidence and you feel better. And when you start to gain that confidence and feel better, you say, well, what else can I do? Now what can I do? And your swim instructor gives you something else to do. And they link it all together. And then eventually, like now, when you jump in a pool, you just do it without breathing. But did you hear the 
process that was involved in that? Did you see it? I watch my son who's learning how to swim on his own. He has the physical ability to do it. He's done it. He just lacks the confidence. But every time he goes to that swim lesson, he becomes more and more and more confident, which is awesome. And I love watching his process because the outcome is going to be phenomenal for him. So what if we took that same concept of learning how to swim, which I think most of us can attach to, and we applied that same concept to everything else or anything else that you're looking to do in your life right now with the understanding that when I jump into the pool, when I start this process of my new venture, whatever that might be for you, it's going to take time. I'm going to have to piece it together. It's going to be step by step. But if I succumb to my fear, if I succumb to my lack of confidence today, I'm not going to get to where I need to be. I'm going to, it's that lack of that fear and that lack of confidence is going to block me from being able to learn and process and work forward. And every time I'm able to push that fear and push that lack of confidence aside to learn what I need to learn to get to the next step, even if I'm not successful right away, even if I fail, even if I have to come back to start a million times, every time I do something, that I didn't do yesterday, that's going to put a penny in my confidence jar. That's going to squash that fear a little bit more. And then I'm going to be able to do more and more and more and more. It's a process, right? Does this make sense? I hope. So if I'm focusing more on that versus, well, I didn't get to X, Y, and Z step today. So I guess the outcome isn't going to be as where I want it to be. I guess I'm not going to get there in the amount of time that I imagined it taking. And then what does that do? That, that sends me on this spiral. It sends me on this loop. It sends me on this hamster wheel that I'm never going to be able to do it. And then that's, that brings up the fear that drowns the confidence that I gained. And we, we go back to square one, right? So that's why I teach my clients the process is what it's all about. It's not about the outcome because if I'm focused on my process and I'm focused on the small steps every single day, I'm going to get to the outcome. I just can't have that be my focus. My expectation has to be that I am going to do better today than I did yesterday through my process, through my learning, through my failing, through my successes. And then at some point down the road, I'm going to reach my outcome. So I want you guys to take a minute and think about all of this today. And I want you to ask yourself this question. What is the outcome that you're looking to get in whatever it is that you want to do next? Where do you want to be? What do you want to do? And once you have that answered, and it could, again, it could be anything. Do I want to start a business? Do I want to leave my job? Do I want to create more time for myself? And once you come up with that answer, I want you to then think about, am I willing to endure the process that it's going to take to get there? Because that is what you need to focus on more than the outcome. And am I going to be able to get back up again when I'm knocked down, get back up again when, I aren't, when I'm not, when I, when I do something and I have to go back to square one? That is the process. Am I willing to endure the process to eventually get to the outcome? Because guess what, guys? The process is where it's at. 
you are worth it and you deserve to give yourself that freedom. You deserve to give yourself the ability to work through that process because you will get to the outcome.